Katerina Simbayuk always knew she wanted to be a musician since she was in kindergarten. But Katya, that's what her friends call her, she grew up in western Ukraine. When she was a kid, the country had just become independent. And that made getting access to her preferred instrument, the piano, almost impossible. Mostly people didn't have money. And my mom actually didn't have money for buying piano for me. And she said, please, Kata, because uh, a lot of children, you know, like children, oh, today I want, tomorrow I don't want, I change my mind. And, uh, and she Oh, yeah, said, I have kids, I know. Yeah, please. And I said, no, mom, I promise you, I will never change my mind. And uh, she did it for me. And uh, I remember, I really remember this moment when I, um, when four guys uh, was uh, taking this piano on first floor and my mom was watching it and I was kissing my mom's arms because I was so happy. And I said, mom, I'm, I'm so grateful. Thank you so, so much. And she was, okay, I will see. I will see how you will practice. And uh, so I never, after that, I, I, I didn't even have... Uh, uh, a thought to quit uh, music school, n- never. In music school, Katya picked up singing. She had a rock band at 16. But then she fell in love with opera. Now she performs out of a 19th century theater in Odessa. This opera house, it looks straight out of a fairy tale. It's got lots of red velvet, rococo wall panels covered in gold leaf. Oh, it's it's the most beautiful place I think in in our th- city, and it, it's really it's one of the most beautiful uh, beautiful opera theaters in the world. Musicians like Katya, they care so much about this place that when Russia invaded earlier this year, orchestra members and singers filled sandbags and stacked them in front of the building, trying to protect it. Then they held outdoor concerts. You can still find these performances online. This is a brass band dressed in camouflage playing Don't Worry, Be Happy. This quartet is singing while they lean on anti-tank devices called hedgehogs. To be honest, the first thing I thought, oh my God, if they will destroy our opera house, I don't know, I, I, I really, I, I don't even afraid so much about my apartment, my home, but I was afraid so much about our beautiful opera house. It's a monument, very beautiful uh, architecture, so I, I really hope that it will stay safe. Do you feel safe now? Like the opera house is safe? Like, like you're safe? Mm, I feel more safe in opera house because at least they're a bomb shelter. Uh, 
because uh, uh, here when I where I live, uh, I don't uh, I don't have a bomb shelter close to my house. Or maybe I have somewhere, but you know when you hear air alarm like three five times a day and and two three times per night, you cannot go all the time somewhere like escape. You cannot escape. So you feel safer in the opera house than you do at home. Yes, yes, absolutely. Today on the show, while the war in Ukraine rages on, the music hasn't stopped. In Odessa, performers like Katya are committed to bringing their opera house back, no matter what. I'm Mary Harris. You're listening to What Next. Stick around. When the war started, Katya was actually nowhere near Ukraine. She was in England, on tour. She realized the invasion was happening when she woke up one morning and saw another Ukrainian performer had broken down in tears. It, it, it was a girl from our uh, orchestra. She was a musician. Usually when we are touring, uh, we live in one hotel and we communicate uh, to each other. And I just uh, went out and I saw her crying and I asked what happened. And she said, Katya bad news from Ukraine. And everybody was shocked. Everybody. And you know what is interesting? With us was three people from Russia, by the way. And they felt, uh, you know, it's horrible feeling when you are ashamed because you are Russian. You are ashamed. And they really felt that. They said that to you? Yes, yes. They said that, Katya, I'm so sorry, we cannot do anything. Katya kept working, kept touring, and then she got a call from the Odessa Opera in May. Russia was still actively bombing around the region, but her bosses wanted to put together a series of performances anyway. And they said, Katya, we are waiting for you, so come. (laughs) If you are not afraid, if you are not afraid, we are opening and, and we are waiting for you. I said, wow, really? Oh, I cannot believe that. They said, uh, well, uh, first we, um, from the beginning, we will work online, maybe some online concerts on YouTube channels. Also, they uh, were performing like online. Uh, thanks to COVID, we already know how to do that. Hmm. And also uh, we had some concerts uh, in um, different buildings. In uh, church, uh, Lutheran uh, church, uh, we call it Kircha, and also some museums and uh, hospitals. We were performing for our uh, wounded uh, soldiers. So at least we started to work a little bit. And uh, then when it was uh, a resumption of uh, performances, it was really great. Did you come back to Ukraine basically because your job was starting again? Yes, basically. Only um, To be honest, only because of that. Because uh, opera theater started to work. Otherwise, uh, what would I do here? Sitting at home and, and, and afraid that some missile will come to my house uh, sooner or later? No. But when I, when I knew that opera house star, uh, started to work, so... Yes, it was the main for me. And then I, uh, I decided, yes, I will go back. 
because I want to work, because I want to be on the stage, I want to sing, and I and I want actually I want to be at home. To be honest, I want to be at home. Everywhere we we're saying everywhere is good, but home is better, despite any anything. When you returned to Odessa, what did you find? I mean, you'd been away from your apartment for a number of months. In the space of that time, there had been war. So what was it like to walk back into your city, to walk back into your life? It changed, of course. It changed uh, changed um, a lot. For example, there were a lot of traffic jams before. It was very crowded. It was a city. Yes, yes, big, big city, of course. And and now it's it's not that crowded anymore. And very few people, even few cars. Oh, because also petrol very expensive became. And a lot of people just escape. So not that crowded, not a little more depressed, maybe. But life still is going on here and uh, people are working, people are trying, even goes to some restaurants, cafes, which is also nice because economy should work. I think it's 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 normal. We should work to to help our army and to help our country to to survive in such a hard uh, time. But of course, it's not that Odessa as it was before, and especially for me, <laughs> for me, very hard that all our beaches are mined. Katya is referring to landmines here. A landmine killed a swimmer in Odessa back in June. We cannot enjoy our beautiful sea, uh, only only a little far, like not on the sand. So we cannot go on the sand, we cannot swim. And it's so difficult because uh, it, in summer, summer, such a great weather. So Russians, uh, you know, stole our spring. They stole our summer. They stole everything. It's just cruel because you know it's a place people will be attracted to and want to go to enjoy. Yeah, we had a lot of tourists and Odessa uh, was uh, making good money with that because a lot of tourists and people were renting their uh, renting out their uh, apartments and uh, and also economic w- was working and it was very good and now of course we lose lose a lot. Yeah. You say you performed for injured soldiers. That must have been emotional. What was that like? Oh, for me, it's very difficult, to be honest, very difficult, because I saw such uh, young guys, sometimes they were very young, sometimes they were uh, old enough. Uh, I don't like this word, word old, I say experienced. <laughs> Some of them were very experienced, and um, it's, I don't know, they are so great. And we are proud so much uh, of them. They are great. They are our heroes. And uh, it's, it's, very, it's very hard for me as a, as a human uh, just to see their suffering. But they are so great. They never, never show that uh, they have some pain or something. They are so um, optimistic. You know, and the most interesting that uh, despite anything uh, what happened uh, to them, they want to go and fight again. Even he has no arm, he has no uh, no leg or something. Ah, I don't care. I will go again and I will fight and I will defend my, my country. 
so they are really great and uh, it's um, oh, it's a great experience for for us to to just to talk with them just to to see them smile if i if i can make at least one of them to to smile and to have uh, to feel some some happy at least for some moment i i will i will really believe that i'm not existing here vainly When we come back, the Opera House reopens. Last month, the Odessa Opera decided to take one more step towards normalcy and open its doors to the public. The sandbags were still out front, but for the first time in months, the Opera House was filled with music. Keep in mind, even though the fighting seems to have cooled down around Odessa, air raid sirens are still pretty normal here. In fact, the opera had to limit the number of people in the audience to make sure each and every one of them could fit in the theater's bomb shelter. And the performers, they've got their own separate shelter, just in case. You know, we are musicians. We we don't know anything else. Well, I I, I know uh, something else. What to do when it was COVID? Uh, I started to bake sourdough bread. <laughs> yeah, everybody uh, found some some uh, hobby, maybe some new profession. But still, it's it's our life. It's um, we we just cannot live without uh, without it. And uh, if we can if we can make somebody more happy with our uh, music, with our art. So why not? When you walked into the opera house, knowing you'd be having a performance there, can you just describe the feeling to me? Oh, I I don't know. Maybe it was a little bit like a little worry about how it will be, how it will be how audience will react how how everything will be will be air alarm or not will people be safe or not um so it was uh, like million thoughts in 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 mind but you know everything gone right away when i just went uh, on the stage it's like a, a miracle on the stage uh, you forget about everything and there is just me, music, and people in, in, in the hall, and nothing, nothing else. It's interesting to hear you describe that kind of ability to disassociate when you're on stage and just do it, because it's like you've been trained to do it. It's, it's what you do. I feel like it's a little bit like that for the audience, too, where the lights go down and the stage lights come up and you can forget. And that's part of the advantage of having the opera house open again, I'm sure. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was really um, feeling like uh, everything is okay in our country, like, um, like it was before. 
and uh, we were so lucky that no air alarms, uh, no no anything interrupted uh, our performance, our concert. Uh, so we really felt like everything is okay and life is is good and uh, beautiful music and uh, beautiful opera house and uh, we are safe and uh, everything is is good and it give us a hope that it will be that it will be like that how regularly are you performing now um not very often but we are working uh, on new production by the way and we uh, are hoping that uh, it will it will be uh, on september a new production it's ukrainian opera katerina that's your name yes by the way <laughs> yes <laughs> katerina uh, it was written by um a, a poet a poet very famous shevchenko it it's our best poet it's a beautiful, beautiful opera, modern, modern opera. It sounds like it's important to you to do Ukrainian work right now. Of course, very important, very important. Because before, um, before it was very few Ukrainian operas on our stage. Very few, maybe one, no, two, maybe three, no more. Very few. And, and we actually had a lot of Russians. It was very beautiful, Tchaikovsky operas, but now we decided to re- refuse because not appropriate time for that, not appropriate. Maybe, maybe when everything will, will finish, maybe we will, but I don't think so. I don't know how many years should, should, uh, should pass till we can forget. And I'm not sure that we can forget. I read that the first thing you performed in the opera house was the Ukrainian national anthem. I wonder if there's a part that speaks to you that you find especially moving and what it is and why. Oh, uh, for me, uh, Ukrainian anthem, it's a um, very special thing. You know, when I was in United Kingdom and uh, when war started, uh, we decided every our performance in United Kingdom finish with a Ukrainian anthem. We was on the stage and we took our um, flag and we showed our flag to the audience and we started to sing a uh, Ukrainian anthem and all people were standing up and all people were applause and respect so much and... Uh, support so much but from the beginning i i, I couldn't think, uh, sing uh, i just uh, was crying and crying and crying i i, I couldn't hold my uh, uh, myself and uh, now in in ukraine it was not that hard for me because i was already seen that uh, anthem in united kingdom uh, many times and i was ready you know i was ready emotional i was already ready for for these difficult emotions so i i i maybe didn't cry so much but for me it's it's very special because finally finally i could sing our anthem in my native land in my native opera house in, in for my native people and it was very attached very attached how does it go what are the lyrics? What does it sound like? Uh, 
lyrics uh, lyrics is very appropriate by the way to this time it means Shchenov Merla Ukraina it means uh, Ukraine Ukraine didn't die uh, yet and uh, didn't die her glory and didn't die her freedom hope maybe someday I really hope that we will not need uh, any more of this kind of words uh, I hope that someday it will finish but feels like until Russia exists and this uh, uh, this their leader exists ruler exists unfortunately we we have to get ready to protect our land all the time all the time because feels like he will never refuse from a wish to take all Ukraine. I wonder if you see performing right now as a kind of active resistance, saying we're still here and we're still doing what we do, even though there are air raid sirens. Yes, I think we can. Uh, I think with that we we show our strength, our power, and really we show that uh, you will not break us, you will not break our spirit, and uh, and to show people, to show our people, Ukrainians, that uh, we should unite it and we should be strong, and uh, the most the most important is our spirit, and and our. Um, our faith in our victory. Is there anything in particular you want people in the United States to know about your situation? I feel like at the beginning of the war, there was so much attention. Now there's less comparatively. What do you want Americans to know about what life is like in Ukraine right now? I can... Uh, only say that unfortunately nothing stopped and it didn't get better it's getting worse and worse and i understand of course that everybody tired about this news about the situation and everybody was shocked from the beginning but uh, now it's like mm-hmm, okay yes we know but what can we do mm-hmm, yes I, I i can understand that it's actually happened to our people as well because like from the beginning, when we heard uh, sirens, we were uh, running and uh, trying to escape. But now, oh, sirens, oh, okay, oh. You've gotten used to it. Yes, yes, we got to use for that. And, and, uh, and of course, uh, people all over the world and uh, from United States, of course, they got to use for, for that horrible news. But please don't forget, please don't forget. Because every day, every day here, people are dying for... for I cannot say for nothing, because we are dying for our freedom. We are dying for our land, our native land. So we really need you not to stop help us, because only with your help we can resist. Thank you so much for this conversation, Katya. 
Thank you so much also. Thank you so much. Katarina Simbayuk is a soloist at the Odessa Opera. And that's our show. What Next is produced by Elena Schwartz, Mary Wilson, Carmel Dalshad, and Madeline Ducharme. We are getting a ton of support right now from Anna Rubinova, Jared Downing, and Anna Phillips. We're led by Joanne Levine and Alicia Montgomery. And I'm Mary Harris. You can go track me down on Twitter. Say hello. I'm at Mary's desk. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.